What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Stand Up to Sitting podcast. I am your host and chief energy officer, Jeremy Abramson, and happy Monday. That is at least the day this show's coming out. And if you're listening to it and it's not Monday, well, happy Thursday, whatever day it is, it is another day that we are blessed to share our presence with the world. Because this morning you opened up two huge gifts and those gifts are your eyes. So if you're feeling down, if you're feeling a little lethargic or not yourself in any way, just remember that today is a gift and you are a present. That sounded pretty good, huh? I'm going to save that one. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in. So excited for a new day, a new week, and a new show, a new opportunity to dive deeper with this community that we are so consciously cultivating. So thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. And today's show is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a question and answer. So over the last two days on Instagram, I did a Q&A on my story. And with the sole purpose of bringing those questions to the podcast because chances are if you have a question a bunch of other people have that same question and oftentimes I know at least for myself in class I always grew up scared or hesitant to speak up and ask so thank you to everyone who participated and asked questions it really does mean a lot and I know by answering some of these it's not only going to help you but it's going to help a bunch of other people. So let's dive in. We'll see how many we can get to. Again, I really value your time and we try to keep these shows no longer than 15 minutes, but we'll see where things go. So Yogi Oli on Instagram, her name is Olivia Dermis and uh, Olivia has engaged a lot uh, with my content and has always shown support and love. So thank you so much, Olivia, if you're listening. Um, And Olivia asks, what was the breakthrough moment or moments for you on your journey to finding who you truly are, freeing yourself from expectations of others and not giving a fuck about what anyone thinks? Wow. That is a loaded and powerful question. I'll first off just say this right off the bat. You know, um, I think it's a a day-by-day process. By no means have I completely freed myself of expectations of others and, and society. You know, I think I've come a long way, but we're all just doing the best we can. And I want to first off answer the question like that. So finding who I truly am, I think this has been really a day-by-day journey. And for sure, going to a few different certifications and 
seminars has really helped bring awareness to my superpowers. And those superpowers are connecting with people and providing energy and providing light because there is so much darkness in the world. And that is one thing that I've become aware of, that I really am a bright light. And I think all of us have that bright light. And I'm just really aware that I need to shine mine so bright. And moving forward with that, when I did ayahuasca for the first time in Peru last July, that was a really profound experience for me because the medicine... The over the overriding message that I got from the medicine during both ceremonies I did was that I have everything I'm looking for already inside of me, that I already have the ability to inspire, the ability to move people, and I need to stop doubting myself. I need to stop selling myself short. So that was a really big takeaway for me from the plant medicine. And I really tried to continue that momentum because in the past, I wouldn't really go all in on my gifts. So after I did ayahuasca, I really made it a point. I wanted to teach at classes. I wanted to speak at different events. I wanted to really connect and use my gifts, use my skills, use my talents and continue working them and cultivating them. So I really credit ayahuasca for kind of shining that light on me. Like you are enough. You have this power inside of you and now it's time to unleash it. And in regards to freeing myself from expectations of others, I think a big thing, a big help for that has really been nurturing my relationships that I have and communicating effectively with everyone in my life because I hold myself at a super high standard and the people that I surround myself with, I also hold them at a high standard. So while I don't really have expectations from strangers or or people that I'm not really close with, you know, the people in my life that I am close with, I do expect them to do their best and play their role and and continue mastering their skills and their livelihood. So I, I can't really say I freed myself of all expectations, but I know that in the past I've gotten let down by expecting way too much from a person or an experience. And I'm really trying to learn. I'm really trying to practice just being, just being in the moment and being in that experience and making whatever the situation is, making it special because it's all about perspective. And so often we have this idea of what something's going to look like or what something's going to feel like. And we let that hinder the actual experience. So really just going in with an open mind and an open heart has helped a lot. 
and not giving a fuck about what anyone thinks. This is a big one. I think a lot of people are held back by what other people are going to think. And most often, what strangers like though, though we're afraid to do things, but because we might get a weird look from someone at the airport or someone in the grocery store, someone that we're never even going to see again, which is kind of silly if you think about it. And for me, the way that I've kind of turned that scenario around is if I'm going to do a stretch or a movement in a public place or do something that appears to be a little on edge or weird, I know that I am living my purpose and sharing my gifts because if I'm at a crowded airport and I'm doing my stretches, yeah, some people are just going to walk by and they're going to think like, this kid's weird. What's he doing? Some people might think, oh, he just wants attention. But some people are going to walk by and maybe that person hasn't taken care of their body and maybe they have neglected their health, their wellness, their well-being. And they see this kid in the airport doing some stretches, doing some movements, and maybe it wakes up the sleeping giant. Maybe it turns on a light bulb in their head, says, shit, what am I doing? I'm wasting my body. I'm wasting my gifts. And maybe that moment triggers them to take action, to take action. And I, I don't know if that's happening. I'm sure they're not going to come up and tell me most of the time, but really understanding, like living your truth. If you like to sing, if you like to play an instrument, if you like to dance, do those things. Stop holding back. Stop holding yourself back. Stop, stop being selfish. Because when you're not sharing your gifts, your passions with the people around you, then you're taking away from their experience of you, the full authentic you. So I encourage you next time you find yourself being hesitant or maybe a little scared or uncomfortable about doing something that you actually want to do, think about it in that perspective, that by not doing that thing, you're being selfish. And I know if you're listening, you're not a selfish person. Okay. So that question went pretty deep. Um, moving on. Question number two is from Eugeno69 on Instagram. And his question is, what are some good suggestions to gain strength for somebody in their 50s? Great question and very relevant. If you're younger and you're listening to this and you're like, oh, shit, I, I don't care about this answer. What about your parents? What about... What about someone in your life that maybe is a little older that could benefit from this? So think about other people in your life, not just yourself. So I'll go over three quick things. Um, number one is prioritize your joints because joint health ultimately is going to keep you out of pain is, and it's going to allow you to lift heavier weights and be more durable and be more resilient. Okay. So really prioritize your joint health by stretching, simply taking circles with your joints, 
simple things, but commit to doing that on a on a regular basis. Because once you prioritize your joints, you're going to be able to lift heavier weights. And by lifting heavy, that's going to allow you to get stronger, build more muscle mass, and become a fucking savage, <laughs> right? So a few exercises I'd suggest, um, and most of them are all going to be multi-joint. So if you think about multi-joint exercise, like a squat, right? You're um, flexing with the knee, the hip, and your core's engaged, and it's really a full body exercise. Same thing with a deadlift, right? It's a hip hinge, but you're getting a lot of movement um, with your whole posterior chain. Uh, Push-up, right? It's your core, it's your chest, it's your back, it's your triceps. A lot of a lot of joints are involved rather than just doing isolated things on a machine, right? And there's a time and place for that, but really utilizing more of your body when you're doing these movements, okay? So number one, prioritize your joint health. Number two, lift heavy weights and try to find some safe exercises. So a couple off the top of my head would be trap bar deadlifts. If you don't know what a trap bar is, you can Google it. Um, it's just a more natural and safe way to lift heavier weight that aligns your body in a more simple way, I guess I, I guess you could say. And there's a direct correlation between trap bar deadlift and vertical leap and sprinting, um, increasing both of those. So, you know, hit the trap bar, hit some sprints, hit some plyometrics. And and find a bar, find a bar um, that you can hang from to really help with your shoulders, your scapula, your grip strength. And then from there, you can add pull-ups and different variations of that. And if you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, chances are you probably have a kid or a grandkid. So bring them with you and have them hang. And, and you can you can make it a fun game. Who can last longer on the bar? Because grip strength is so important for overall strength in other exercises and other aspects of life, right? And and also um, great for your shoulder health. So lift heavy, prioritize your joints, remember multi-joint movements, and then for sure focus on recovery. Focus on recovery, your, your joints, your tissues, your ligaments. Um, definitely incorporate a collagen in your life. I love vital proteins. I don't have any affiliation with the company. Um, vital proteins are very high quality collagen peptides. Um, you can put them in coffee, you can put them in a shake, and essentially that's going to really help with your joint health, your skin, your hair, um, and repairing all of the damage you're doing while you're gaining that strength. So those would be a few things that come to mind for someone a little bit older who's trying to gain strength. All right. Next question is Rob from Tampa. Instagram is flowgrown underscore 1987. And Rob asks, what's been the most difficult part of transitioning to barefoot living? All right. So... <laughs> this is a funny question. Um, I guess for me, you know, I grew up a majority of my life, like just like everyone else, wearing traditional sneakers, shoes, 
and thinking nothing of it, like kind of prioritizing fashion over function. And, you know, I loved my Air Maxes, my Jordans, whatever it is. I, I always prioritized how they look, the aesthetics. And, you know, after you do research and you and you understand what an instrumental part your feet, your ankles play and your overall physiology and movement potential, you understand how much shoes are inhibiting us from our potential, right? So for me, kind of just started off like doing more stuff for my Achilles, my foot, you know, getting a lacrosse ball, um, rolling my feet out, stretching my Achilles, my calf, and then understanding like, oh crap, okay, I need to change my footwear. So, you know, Vivo Barefoot, um, Faveu, which are cheap shoes that are really awesome, like barefoot style shoes on Amazon for like 25 or 30 bucks. Um, and then just spending more time barefoot, like around the house, around the park, not being scared of like stepping in dog shit or glass or something like that, um, which everyone thinks is going to happen if you take a walk barefoot. It's really funny. Um, so to answer the question, what's been the most difficult part? Honestly, I mean, I, I can't really say that there's been really tough challenges. I guess going back to Olivia's question about like caring about what other people think, because a lot of times people will look at me and like, what are you, what are you doing? You're such a hippie. You're such a freak. Put on some shoes. Um, so I guess at first that might've been a little bit difficult to get over people's judgment. Um, and for sure, actually like going on jogs, like when I started to jog a little barefoot and in my Vivo barefoot shoes, um, my Achilles would be like really sore for a day or two after. And just like everything else, it takes time to adapt. And uh, as I spend more time barefoot and go on barefoot walks and go on barefoot jogs, my feet have become so resilient. My tissues have become so resilient. So I don't really get that sore anymore, you know, from a two or three mile barefoot run. Um, but again, start slow. Start slow, just like with everything. You don't want to go from wearing traditional sneakers all day and not doing any exercises for your feet or your lower extremities to spending three hours a day barefoot, right? So I encourage you, if you're just getting started, to spend time around your house barefoot, go to the park in the grass barefoot, and build awareness, build uh, proprioception, all of these things your balance are going to improve by spending more time barefoot. So I definitely encourage you guys to do that. And when you spend time barefoot, make sure to take a picture, video, and tag me on Instagram so I can show you some love and I can keep on holding you accountable. That's what this is all about, guys. Okay? All right. I'm going to try and get through two. We're already over time. I'm sorry, but these are good questions and I feel like they're providing some value. Um, Masashi Takegama asked me, what subs would you recommend, supplements would you recommend now that I'm going back to college and I'm not going to get as many greens into my diet? And I know Masashi plays baseball um, for his college. So he... He's really young, but he really 
um, prioritizes. He's really ahead of the game in, in terms of fitness and nutrition, always trying to get better and learn more. So pretty simple on this. You know, there's so many different products now and so many different uh, marketing campaigns for this green product and that vitamin. Um, it's really simple for me. And for those of you who follow me on on social, you see me posting the ultimate shrooms from Live Ultimate all the time in my coffee. And they also have an amazing greens product called the Ultimate Elixir. And that's really my go-to. Um, basically, it's a combination of 25 superfoods. And they're all an alkaline blend because when our body's in an alkaline state, it's going to metabolize and digest things more efficiently. And all of the nutrients are going to be more bioavailable. So this is really important to remember. In addition, all of the ingredients they use are organic from their original source and they're not freeze dried. They're slowly, slowly dried, which means they keep much more of their nutrient density. So the ultimate elixir for sure by Live Ultimate is the highest quality greens product you're going to get. And how I would suggest taking it is one scoop with 16 ounces of water first thing in the morning. Um, it might take a little bit getting used to the taste as it does have, you know, like some algae and spirulina in it. But um, you can also throw it in your shakes, which I do every day. So that is what I would say about that. We'll put the link in bio so you can just click order and just full discretion. I do get a small percentage of every sale um, from those products. But if you if you know me, you know that I only promote things that I really, 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 really have conviction about and that I believe strongly in. And that's been a game changer for me. And I have my whole family taking the shrooms and the ultimate elixir. So that is how I would answer that quick and easy. And the last question is Moni Luengas. I think it's short for Monica. She's awesome though. She's a beast. I follow her too on Instagram. Um, she wants to know how to shed fat and tone with kettlebells. So I'll keep this one simple. Kettlebell swings are probably one of the best exercises you can do kettlebell or not just an absolute full body blasting workout um yeah i mean the hip hinge when you get that explosiveness it's core it's it's glutes it's hamstrings so that's a great one for burning fat um and really work on your mechanics for the swing because i see so many people doing more of a squatty motion with a shoulder raise as opposed to a hip hinge really driving that bell up so kettlebell swings, number one go-to. Um, and then something simple like farmer's carries, grabbing a couple heavy kettlebells and just, you know, walking with them, improving your grip strength and really working on your core as well. Um, and then you can just work on different variations of that, holding, holding one overhead, holding one by your side. Um, and then if you follow me, you know, I love doing flows and complexes with the kettlebell. So combining different movements with them. Um, if you need some examples of this, follow Primal Swolger on Instagram. He's posting a ridiculous amount of content every day, a lot of which are kettlebell flows and complexes. 
So those are great also to really burn a lot of calories and get the whole body pumping, right? Really generating a lot of blood flow. So that does it. We got through five questions. We definitely went over time. We're at 23 minutes, but hopefully, hopefully, hopefully these provided value for you. And we're going to do this once a month based on the feedback and maybe we'll do it even more. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much for everyone who asked questions. And for those of the questions I didn't get to, I will definitely address those uh, either personally to you on Instagram or the next time we do Q&A. But guys, thank you so much for listening to the end of the show. It genuinely means the world that you spent some of your precious day with me here now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now. You just got some knowledge and knowledge is cool, but knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power because we have to take action for that knowledge to mean anything. All right. So if something struck a chord with you, if something resonated, go do something about it. Tell a friend, tell a family member, take action, take action. And guys, as always, Take that extra minute, subscribe to the show, share it with a friend. And, and if you have an extra 6.7 seconds, please leave a review on the show. It really helps. And it gives me a lot of feedback on what you like, what you don't like, and what I need to improve upon. So without further ado, you already know what time it is. It's time to turn that knowledge into power and stand up to sitting.